Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue learning Hodod Halevavot, Duties of the Heart by Rabbi Ba'ia Ibn Pakuda, and we're in the chapter of the trust in God, the gate of Emuna. And the, he questions us today what is trust? What does it really mean to trust? How can you trust if things sometimes are not what, they, what you were expecting them to be? So we see a little child, he trusts in his mother, a baby, he trusts in his parents. He knows he's going to be fed, he knows he's going to be taken care of. This is what creates a healthy person. Uh, when a child, when a baby is born, for example, and he's hungry and he's not fed at the moment that he's hungry and he's going to be crying for hours because nobody's feeding him, this creates in that child lack of trust. He, how can he trust? if he's hungry and he doesn't get his food. So us as adults, the same way with our relationship with Hashem, we have to understand that Hashem takes care of us, that he, we should trust that he does everything the good for us. When we have trust, we won't be, um, we won't be overwhelmed by life. So Rabbi Pakuda asked what is trust? And according to Rabbi Pakuda, it is the tranquility of soul, it's the menuha, the peace of mind. This is what everybody needs, peace of mind. More than parnasa, more than, than, than having good health, than, more than anything that we think we need, the most important thing that a person needs really is peace of mind, is menuhe. And it is tranquility of soul of the one who trusts, his heart reliance on the one in whom he trusts, to do what is good and right for him. In the matter of the trust, according to his ability and knowledge of what is for, is for his good, but what lies at the root of his trust and gives rise to it, without which there can be no trust, is his sure confidence that the one who trusts will keep his promise, his word, and his promise uh, that he made to him. So we know in the Torah, Hashem has promised us many things. He has promised that He will take us to the land of Israel, and He did it. He took the children out of Egypt. He had them 40 years in the desert. At the end, they came to the land of Israel. This is why the Jewish people were able to leave Egypt. And in the jiffy of a moment, they just took whatever they needed and they left. And, they, and it was because they had this trust in God, because He promised them that He was going to take them out for a purpose. He had something to give them. And this is why they left, because they had trust. And that He has in mind to benefit Him. This is so important, that we don't only trust that Hashem is going to take care of us, but we have to know that He's going to benefit us. You know, sometimes in life people go through very hard times. Sometimes we have to live horrendous things, situations that as human beings we cannot even understand why these things are happening to us. We always that question, why me, why me? You know, but the, the question is not why me. It's Hashem, what do you want from me? What is going on here? What is that you need me to become that I have to go through such an experience? And this is trust. This understand that things don't happen just because. Things have a purpose. Hashem has a purpose. And even though we cannot understand and it is horrendous and we don't see the light and we're crying and we're having the worst time of our lives, 
if we internalize inside of us and we understand that there is a purpose in our suffering, Hashem has a plan, there's something He needs from you, and this is the way to get it, and you build up on that trust, then things will look very differently in our heads, in our minds, in our hearts, in our life, and eventually you'll have peace of mind. So there are seven factors that could make it possible for, what, for a person to place his trust uh, in another person. Like he's talking here about me with you. But everything is a, is a parallel between our relationship with Hashem. So he says, first of all, compassion, empathy, and love. And it's interesting because this week, today especially, Tiferet Shevenetzah, we're learning about compassion and endurance. And here it says, for when a person recognizes that his friend has compassion and empathy for him, he trusts in him and his soul is at ease in regard to any matter which he troubles his friend. You know, I remember many years ago, I couldn't, have, I couldn't find a, a doctor, a good doctor for myself. And I was always calling this friend of mine that is a doctor. And I was like, can you, can you recommend a doctor? Can you recommend? He would recommend. And I was always so disappointed with these doctors. And one day he says, Margie, come to me. Come to me. And I said, but I feel uncomfortable. You're my friend. I feel weird. He says, no, you have it all wrong. Who's going to have your best interest at heart if it's not a friend? And because of that, I said, yeah, he's right. You know, who's going to take care of me better than him? Nobody. So I started going to him. But it's true. So we, we build up trust in another person when we find that the other person has his best interest at heart for us. Then the second one is the knowledge that in addition to loving him, his friend does not disregard him or neglect his wishes. Rather, he strives and is resolved to fulfill them. So a good a friend sees that you have a dream, you have always wanted something. He's always going to be trying to give you what, you what you want. For if one cannot be certain of him in this regard, one cannot have full trust in him since one is aware of the latest indifference and neglect in attending to his interests. But if the one in whom he trusts combines both these qualities, which are, uh, that, which are attending to his interests and, 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 having, uh, and caring about this person, he feels compassion for him and actively watches over his interests, he will unhesitantly put his trust on him. So this is a very big component. When you have a person that is indifferent to you, that who just doesn't care about you, who can care less how you're feeling today, then how can you trust a person like that? But if a person is caring, he's always trying to see that you're fine, and he's always trying to, to do things for you that will make you feel good, then you can trust this person. The one in whom he trusts, is strong not to be overcoming whatever he seeks or, pre or prevented by anything from fulfilling the request of one who trusts in him. If he is weak, however, one cannot have full trust in him. Even if it is established that he is compassionate and involved, for he will be prevented most times for, from carrying out his purpose. When these three qualities are united in him, trust in him is more fitting. So these three qualities are that the person is caring, that he is, um, that he's not weak, and that he's not indifferent. So we see from here that sometimes you have a friend that is a very nice friend, 
but you tell them, okay, let's go out for a coffee, he never has time for you. He never has time for you. He has always a thousand more things to do. So how can you really trust a person like that? And then he knows the way in which the interest of one of the one who trusts in him can be served. He's never unaware of what is beneficial to him, inwardly or outwardly, and of what can improve his condition. So this is a person that knows your life, knows you, knows how what you need, what you don't need, what would be beneficial for you, what would be good for you, and he and he takes care of that. This is a person that you can trust. The fifth one is the one who trusts is under the exclusive care of the one in whom he trusts. From the very beginning of his existence, the in infancy, childhood, youth, manhood, and old age to the end of his days, when the one who trusts becomes fully aware of his exclusive relationship, it follows that his soul will find tranquility in his project protector and he will rely on him on account of his abounding former favors and continuing support. This will lead to the strengthening of his trust in him. So what it's saying is that a caring friend or a caring person in your life is always going to be caring, is always going to be there for you. You know, this is so important that you know that you can uh, count on that person. You know, there's friends I have that I'm, I don't talk to them every day. Maybe it's months since I've seen them. But I know that if I need something and I call them, they'll, they'll do whatever I need for, my, for me. You can call them at 3 o'clock in the morning with a problem and they'll get up and they'll do whatever they, they have to do to help you out. This gives trust in a person. But if you have people around you that you know, if you're going to call them at 3 o'clock in the morning with a problem and they're going to be, don't bother me at this time, call me in the morning, you cannot trust them. So the affairs of the one who trusts are entirely in the hands of the one in whom he trusts. No one else can harm him or help him, do him good or shield him from injury, as in the case of a slave confined to a prison under the control of his master. When the one who trusts is in the power of the one in whom he trusts, in this way, trust in him is more fitting. So even if you're a person that is, God forbid, in jail, in a, you're a slave, you're confined to something, the person that has control over you, if he's a person that's taking care of you, then you can trust him. The one in whom he trusts is absolutely generous and kind to the deserving as well as to the underserving. His generosity is perpetual. His kindness continues unfailing and uninterrupted. So we see here, that a person that always has his best interest at heart for you, has no agenda with you. You know, this is very hard to find a person that has no agenda. Most people have an agenda. If you don't fall into their frame, then they're not interested in you. You have to be a certain, in a certain mold to be able to, to, be, to be part of their lives. But if a person, you have a person in your life that has no agenda towards you, he's just kind and loving and caring, and he's there for you no matter what, unconditionally, then this is a person that is most trustworthy. Whoever possesses all these qualities together with all those previously mentioned meets all the conditions of being worthy of one's trust. One who recognizes this is obligated to put his trust in him. So when you find a person that is trustworthy, that you see that this person I can trust, you're, 
you're, and you recognize it, you're obliged to put your trust in him and to be tranquil because of him outwardly and inwardly in his heart and with his limbs to submit to him, to accept his decrees and to judge him favorably in all his laws and actions. So Rabbi Pakuda here is talking about interrelationships with another person, but in reality, he's talking about Hashem and how he really is the, the, the one true friend, the one true father, the one true the being that really has us covered and we should really not only trust him but also give him make him trust us too that's that's the that's a muna really it's not only to trust god but to know that hashem trusts us too so i wish you a blessed week and remember live a little higher thank you <laughs>